0: Folks, um, today um, I'm interviewing a oh I don't know what you call unsung heroine or whatever of the the battle to save New South Wales's food bowl, the Liverpool Plains, from CSG mining. Um, her name is Rosemary uh, Nankerville. She's a third generation farmer on the Liverpool Plains, and I want to start by asking Rosemary to read out a an impassioned piece she wrote way back in 2014 after attending a Santos AGM about the battle for the the Liverpool plains and the frustrations of of not being able to get anywhere because the forces against you are way too powerful to beat so rosemary hi um, hi nago could you please uh, read out that um incredible um essay of 2014 in No Fibs.
1: Okay. I live in a country where mining companies are the government. Mining and gas companies are free to dictate policy and governments merely enforce those policies. Our politicians have proven to be corrupt, or if not corrupt, to be governing in the knowledge that their colleagues have been engaging in corrupt behaviour. How disappointing they have become and how out of touch with we hunters that voted for them to represent our interests. Take the proposed mining and gas project for the Liverpool Plains. Mining and gas licence were granted here by the now disgraced ALP New South Wales Minister Ian Macdonald. This mighty region produces over 30% above the national average for cropping. When the rest of Australia is in the grip of drought, the Liverpool Plains close and feeds us. Suddenly our name has been changed. No longer are we the Liverpool Plains. Our new name is the Gunnedah Basin. We are now seeing in terms of coal and millions or billions of petajoules of gas. The great disappointment begins like this. An expiration license is granted over your land. Appalling community consultations are conducted. The mining company tells you in the vaguest terms that they will start drilling, but exactly where? What plans for your district? A mining company will tell you of jobs and beads and blankets for your community. They will never tell you of the final outcome the empty, voided land and the destroyed water resources and landscapes. Trips to the Hunter Valley give us a glimpse of our future. It should be thought of as our national shame. A so-called booming economy in these tiny, tiny towns have resulted in extraordinarily ugly buildings, young children overweight and smoking, hanging around the streets while their parents work shifts to pay for these newly acquired levels of affluence. What does a gas field look like? The best you can do is google the equivalent in america as surely those photos of holding ponds compressor stations dirt roads and endless drill sites in queensland must be an exaggeration but no it is all true your stress level goes through the roof if you speak passionately you are told you are emotional if you ask too many questions you are considered irrational the mining company descends an invasion of four-wheel drives It is all about access and blow the owner of the land who's really just another issue to be dealt with. So you fight, you write letters, you make endless submissions, you talk to politicians, you think the government is listening, but deep down you know where their loyalties lie and you know for sure that they have no idea what a balanced economy looks like. You go to public meetings, you demonstrate, you meet like-minded people and are temporarily buoyed. It even turns into a type of macabre entertainment. You think of selling, but by now your land prices have dropped so much you may as well fight it out. You are constantly reminding yourself that there's so many people facing much worse situations than you are somewhere in the world. But there are similarities. Your life will be changed completely. Your home and property devalued. Your health will and is impacted. More than likely, your water resources and your property which you have guarded all your life will be irreparably damaged. One thing is for sure, your life won't be the same again nor will you ever farm as well ever again. Meanwhile, the governments foolishly continue to delude themselves that there is no such thing as climate change and that food and water resources are infinite. So what if some of the most progressive farmers on the world-famous Liverpool Plains are made obsolete? So what if these magnificent productive floodplains are mined and gasped beyond existence? Well, if they don't care, we do. Be warned, the multinational companies and both governments are in for a hell of a shock. The stakes are too high. We will not fail the next generation. There is nothing short of a revolution about
0: to occur on the Liverpool Plains. Oh, Rosemary, (laughs) (laughs) you sounded exhausted back then. Yes. What are we talking? Um, Three years later, the the Santos CEO said they had no plans to drill wells in the Liverpool Plains. In 2019... Local National Party members on the Liverpool Plains voted to end Santos's two PELs on the Liverpool Plains. And this is the big one. On the 4th of April 2021, the leader of the National Party, John Barilaro, told farmers mining would be banned on the Liverpool Plains. There's no turning back, he said. This is about banning and ending any chance of mining on the Liverpool Plains. You must have thought you'd won um, and yet a short time later you'd lost and they announced that there were active wells and there's a uh, the active Pe so they could explore and now we've got a pipeline planned um, and it's very clear that there will be CSG mining on the Liverpool plains. Um, what happened to you? when you realised that you'd been lied to in 2021?
1: Well, we took a little time to recoup and to think about it. Um, I think when Barilaro was making those announcements probably all our lives we've just looked at him and thought he's just a miserable little creep who's very untrustworthy, so we were a little bit sceptical about it. Um, It took us a bit of time to 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 regather our resources. Because this was a much bigger project across the whole of the Liverpool Plains, we brought in other communities that had been fighting against the coal mines and believed in the farming futures. So we established a new group called the Liverpool Plains Action Group and then that more or less, we wrote a lot of letters, of course, but um, as usual, the National Party didn't want to see us, didn't want to talk to us that sort of behaviour um, and then <coughs> the election period started so we've buckled down and I think we are scoring some real wins we have been hosting the independence federal independence to show them around the Liverpool Plains and their response has been fantastic we had a public relations the in Sydney with a Matt Moran cooking meals and for us to talk to journalists and other hopeful state independents. And because this was really a political decision that we were lumped with, a decision that was not based on sense but a kind of a payback thing that the federal government arranged with the state government, um, we are going to hit them politically, basically, and I think that's what we have to do. I think one of our blockades attracted a lot of attention because no-one likes to see farmers being rough-handled by the police and there was a a very short period of time when one of the younger policemen got very rough with our our, um, very nice young man. So that got a lot of attention. So they can expect a lot of things from all different angles coming at them. When I say they, I mean the state government and, of course, Sandals.
0: So um, you mentioned, I spoke to... Um, recently and you, you thought that that um, speech by, by Barillaro, where he said all mining would be banned on the Liverpool Plains actually sort of regenerated the movement because people like you were very tired and very burned out. But this mm. is where the, the younger generation went, we'll, we'll join and we'll, we'll make this happen too?
1: Yeah, they, the younger generation really don't like being lied to. They, I mean, I think they're very angry about it because Although they haven't been directly involved, they they knew what the parents had been going through and now they're coming all coming home to work on the planes on on their farms and things. they're very hostile about it and they're more inclined to speak out and they're good, really good.
0: So this is uh, you, you, the Liverpool Plains is in Tony Windsor's old seat and um, Tony's been very active in 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 trying to I suppose in the end ban. Uh, mining on on prime agricultural food bowls for mm-hmm. you 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 would think if you're thinking long term um, very good reasons. Um, could you tell me why you've committed your your life really to to this cause? Why um, you you weren't an activist by nature? You were a farmer, happily faring, farming. What what caused you to do it, and and what caused you to persist?
1: Well, Margot, every every time I leave the office and go for a drive or go and check cattle or look at how wonderful this farming area is, you'd do anything to save it. It is a, a, the most beautiful farming area in Australia. And we as farmers, we have a lot of long-term plans for it. I mean, I think I mentioned to you this morning, probably our shortest-term plan is the next 50 years because my son has come home to farm on the property they are going to have a baby in June. And you look at the impacts of climate change, you look at emissions, you look at the, most importantly, the impacts that coal seam gas will have on our underground water supplies, and you cannot sit back. This has got to be defended, and it's for the benefit of the whole of New South Wales, Australia. And we export food too. We're a great exporting area. So a lot of people will benefit from we
0: farmers just
1: continuing to farm.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I I sort of first um, visited the Liverpool Plains for the um, lead blockade, mm-hmm. um, and it <laughs> I don't know how to put it. It it seems so bloody obvious. That a food bowl is actually priceless, so that a, a conservative way, a, a truly conservative way of thinking, is we we, we cannot afford to risk this, um, and yet the, the agricultural sector and, and farmers are who, who who act as stewards are completely disenfranchised from the national party, and and really they they can't get help from labour because of the unions and. The National Party, because they they're owned by the the miners now, so it's it's sort of a, a struggle that you know you will lose, but you you feel you have to keep going, and and one of the fascinating things now, of course, is that you invited um, Kylie Tink and Sophie Scamps, um, the the independent MPs from very very safe blue ribbon Liberal seats in in Sydney, to come out to you. They've now given their support and you went to them and had a lunch and Simon Holmes the Court and all sorts of big wigs turned up. So you, you, in a way you, you're sort of having to, having to forge new alliances and your Liverpool Plains group has had the courage to, to do that. How, how are you seeing the current politics after, after all these years on, on, on this sort of matter of, of protecting our, our priceless food bowls?
1: Well, I've never been much of a fan of the National Party, even though my father established it in this area. But um, <laughs> yeah. so I've never, I have never really been a fan at all because you know I was young and you know silly, and I thought it was such a stodgy old party. And you know, I haven't changed my opinion, but it's galling <laughs> now that they pretend to be the farmers' friends. So a bit, and um, and what is actually happening in this area, which is quite scary, is that we farmers are getting losing our numbers in a way because the regional towns are growing so much. So it's the regional towns that are voting National Party. And when you rely on areas like Armidale for a bit of intellectual rigour and um, you would expect them to think seriously about it, and Armidale votes for the National Party, that's when it gets really scary because there's no one that will support you. I mean, we were so lucky to have Tony Windsor for all those years and he is still doing more for this area than any National Party politician ever did. We have no chance. We are represented by Barnaby Joyce and um, Kevin Anderson, the Minister for Water, and that is a minister that is way out of his depth. So I'm not not very excited about um, the coming election. They will get back in. Um, But... You know, there's no no. We we will win this, Margot. Don't say we will lose because we will win this because people will come eventually, get a bit of common sense and realize that they are destroying their source of food and fibre.
0: So, Liverpool Plains have farmers have a, have a very um, long history of actually taking direct action. Um, mm-hmm. You told me there there were two very long blockades in in mm-hmm. two thousand and eleven, and of course, the lead blockade in two thousand and fourteen was um, was huge, um, trying mm-hmm. to stop um, Whitehaven. You know, um, chaired by Mark Vale, former National Party leader, um, uh, cut cut down an endangered state forest for a, a coal mine, mm-hmm. and you had a farmer, uh, Cliff, um, actually hosting the blockade camp on his farm. So you had that. Unique <clears throat> combination of of farmers, environmentalists, and um, the Aboriginal traditional owners come together. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a fascinating combination that hasn't worked yet, and it sounds like you are, are reaching out to the the, the Liberal Independents because um, the the coalition somehow you've got a f- you've got the city people have got to join this fight if they don't join the fight you've lost i remember the lead blockade people came from all over australia so it's not only sort of trying to get action at the new south wales state election it's also trying to build a movement that can actually you know do do what happened in bentley where the entire community says no and the government has absolutely no choice but to back down? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, we actually do think we're going to win. Um, and we How are you going to win these- it? Okay. Oh, we will win. Um, so we have, I believe we're winning the fa- favor of the independence. One of the big issues that is completely different now than last time around and say for Bentley and well not so much Bentley but in the past it's the issue of climate change. Climate change 10 years ago was considered to be some airy fairy thing no one no one believed in the science of it. We have climate change that is a really big issue that is right behind us and that brings in the climate 200 people and the independence in Sydney Um, and I believe there's a change Coming that people will suddenly, be, you know, believe in climate change and they will see what a disaster this is going to be. At the moment, you know, the gas industry is saying that they're a transitional fuel. Well, that's just wrong. They're, and, you know, the gas is in short supply. They're exporting 73% of the gas out of Australia. 13% they use to process that gas. They are the biggest gas users in Australia, not, ju- not the people. It's just these... Bloated companies that are making a quid out of us. So I think we will win. Well, I'm sure we will win because I can't. I can't waste more time on this unless we're going to win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I noticed that a, um, a Darling Downs food bowl farmer, Lisa Balmain, came down with the uh, the independent candidate at the last election, Susie Holt. Is there a a movement to uh, bring? Um, Farming groups and and conservationists and and Aboriginal elders to bring the 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 activism in the different states together to have a sort of a national a national um, a- approach to this, and in the end, really forming a new regional alliance, a new almost who knows a new party actually representing the um, the agricultural sector and and the and, and the need to preserve our food bowls?
1: Well, yes. Um, we fully intend to support the um, Cecil Plains golden, uh, the Darling Downs people as much as we can. I think the difficulty lies in the distances between us. Mm-hmm. So it's not so easy to get a mass amount of representation. I think that there's real hope with all the independents that are coming because people are really cheesed off with the two-party system. You know, Liberal and Labor are into this up to their eyeballs. They don't think Labor is possibly um, a little bit more open because they're starting to realise the pressures of um, climate change. But I have no hope for the Liberals and the Nationals because this decision to mine, to extract gas on the Liverpool Plains was made by a Liberal federal government and a Liberal state government. Mm. So they're not going to come to the party and the National Party we've lost years
0: ago it's a it's 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 so ironic in a way that that tony windsor was was the independent member for um uh for new england and um did the water trigger and etc cetera, et cetera. then you went to barnaby and it seems to have gone more national as it happened and i know there was a, an independent stood in 2019 adam blakester but he he couldn't um he couldn't breach the wall um is there is there any are there any people who could actually reach across and convince national parties to turn who who could stand as an independent is there is there any search for the the candidate who could could really break through
1: well at the moment we've got a very capable candidate called mark Rodham, who's a a very good bloke but the the capture that the, the the National Party is holding this region to hostage. I mean, they run terrible campaigns. They're dirty little campaigns with grubby programs. They have a lot of money behind them because, well, Sandhoss is their largest donor anyway. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> how, how much do they donate? Oh, well, what's what's on the AEC declaration was 114000 But, you know, if you donate to an individual member, you don't have to claim it unless it's over $11,000. And I have no <laughs> doubt, well, I have been there when Santos has been riding in New South Wales State Parliament going oh, to see yeah. all the National Party and they're not talking about, you know, um, farming or anything. They're there to see how they can assist the Nationals to win and then they in turn will assist Santos. So it's a pretty corrupt way of doing business, but they do.
0: Okay, um, so there's there's two issues, isn't there? There's the there's a pipeline that that Santos mm-hmm. wants to build through farms to to take gas to Newcastle and Sydney, um, and then there's the what I think has become clear, which is that they are going to activate their two exploration licences for CSG on the Dupu Plains, and they they are going to mine. Um, what 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 do you think? Um, or or you say you're going to win. It seems to me you're gonna to have to win by blockading and getting masses of people on the ground. a la the Franklin even. I mean you did get quite a lot for the lead blockade. You were backed by Greenpeace. Um mm-hmm. is is there is there any any chance that you can actually build that momentum to actually physically stop them doing this?
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah. I think so. None of us really want a blockade, Margaret. I've got to tell
0: you. Oh no, so God boring.
1: no! <laughs> um, they're really boring. Like the last blockade we ran in in a state forest at Gunadara to stop the cyanide testing was a rolling blockade. So they got a little bit further, and then we stopped them again a little bit further. So, and you know, farmers are busy. We can't just drop everything. Although. Now, my son's taken over, I can, um, but we just can't really drop everything and just go for 24-hour blockades again. But there will be actions like that, then they will happen. And, you know, the thing about this project is it has no social licence. There were 22,000 objections to the Piliga State Forest, 22,000. Yep. You know, people get excited if they get 900 objections, but um, so there's a 22,000 there. Uh, there's the Gomoroi are on site. The unions actually came out in support of the Gomeroy and, climate, and against climate change. So they have been quite significant. I think we will get a lot of support and, um, you know, for a gas company to come in and realize that, say, three out of 336 landholders have allowed, given them permission to put a pipeline across their country. Surely the, you know, the warning bells are ringing. But not having a social licence is, is a critical thing to the expansion and development of coal sand gas. If they can't go, get onto properties, where are they going to
0: go? What's the position of the NFF on, on the, the Liverpool Plains um, issue? Well,
1: Sandra Simpson has been speaking very strongly the last two. She's been to a couple of rallies just recently and spoken very strongly about the... The lack of social licence. I mean, she feels that this is just not something happening in this area, even though she is a farmer in this area. But that resource companies tend to walk over, all over farmers. Yep. You know, and I think Appia made a statement about that they're not, they don't have a clear runway. Well, where's of the runway and we, yep. we don't yep. like being called a runway. So how, how can they expect to have a runway riding roughshod over all, our, all over we farmers? So she's campaigning for that. I've got no doubt um, that she's probably working behind the scenes now. I hope so. And New South Wales farmers, the state level, has actually had for the last thirteen years a motion, which was passed unanimously, that the Liverpool Plains should be protected at any cost. And then there are other groups like the CWA, are fabulous. They have come out so strongly against gas. Uh, they've written letters. They're, they're not a, the, the CWA are actually not an organisation to treat lightly. There's, no. there's support coming from different areas.
0: But you haven't been able to coalesce around a, a, a... There isn't a candidate that can actually seriously take on the sitting member in the upcoming election.
1: Oh, I don't... I think what will actually happen is that um, eventually people... We have candidate, national candidates that are fit for retirement. And yep. they will retire and hopefully we can get better people. Like Barnaby mm. Joyce is, I don't even know if he's particularly well or able really. Um, and, and you know, Kevin Anderson, he's got issues. So I think by the time they run, have to. I think they'll get in this election, but the next time round we might come up with something better and they might be out of the picture completely.
0: And could I just ask you finally, Rosemary, um you did seem on the verge of burnout when you did that um, that essay for No Fibs all those years ago, two thousand and fourteen. How have you found a balance so that you can keep going, keep doing your farm, keep doing this, and not and not sort of give up?
1: Well, I actually have had um, a bit of a break. So yeah. when the Pilagers initially, I went out and helped support the Pilager. Um, but the Piligo has been taken over by, particularly the Canabal farmers. The sort of the battlefronts have changed, so now they're back. is is almost eight years later, I think. But this is something I think that I've always kept an eye on. Always tried to be involved and helpful where I can. Um, and you know, you just have to do this. This this is long term stuff here. This isn't mm-hmm. Santos and their filthy little gas mm-hmm. fields for probably fifteen or twenty years. This is yeah. like the next generation, and maybe the generation beyond that we're
0: fighting for. And just sort of s- strikes me talking to you that the, the, the people who are, are fighting the farmers, they've, they've been farming for generations. And there is actually a, a connection to land in terms of very long term, a sense of, um, I, I, th- I think of it as stewardship. Um, you mm-hmm. know, everyone's short-term, can I make a bit of money here? Will they give us a football field? But but the farmers are actually digging in on this. For the sake of all of us, I think, um, it's like um, people like you, I'd imagine, would feel some sort of um, duty, duty to, to to fight.
1: Oh, I think there's that, very much so, um, because this is all most of us have, is our farms, I think, um, as I mentioned to you before, it was my father who said, you know, look after the land and the land will look after you. So there's also a sense of loyalty to the land itself. I mean, we don't want to come back in 20 years' time and see what's happening on the Liverpool Plains to what's happening in Queensland with their gas wells and just the complete industrialisation of the landscape. There's a bit of sort of emotional attachment to the land as well. I mean, but there's so many reasons to stop this, we believe. And it's not just the emotional attachment to the land. It's not just intergenerational farmer. It's just a very clear, very clear view of what is right and what is wrong. And wrecking our water resources, destroying underground water, and destroying soils, and um, that's not what we're here to do. We've got to look after the land.
0: All right. Well. Um... Um uh, rosemary, I, f- I first um heard of um she's a very early and very um informative Twitter person, and her um her Twitter handle is at noCSG, and I recommend you follow her because um she's uh, she, she's she's where it's at. Um, it, this this issue is now up to the people because the system um the system will not um, do anything unless there is, as you say, a revolution. And uh, the Liverpool Plains has a long history of activism. I'm not saying I look forward to the revolution, but I'm saying that they are going to put up the biggest last ditch stand that you would have seen for a very long time. So th- I'm so grateful to you for coming on, Rosemary, and um, please keep in touch. Thank you
1: very much, Margaret.
0: Thank you for listening, and. Hope you enjoyed this NoFibs podcast. Until next time, goodbye.